Occasionally, fate pulls itself together again, and time is always waiting. Welcome to AMI Audiobook Review, the weekly podcast where we chat all things audiobooks, starting with our quote of the week, of course. Now, where I'm going to go with this, you got to hang in there, because the quote is so whatever you want it to be, right? Talking fate, talking serendipity, perhaps. But really what I want to weave this into is storytelling. This quote as a standalone element is pretty marvelous. But aside from that, or I guess intertwined into that, is the storytelling. And the book that this quote comes from is The Starless Sea by Aaron Morgenstern. I'm in the middle of it right now, only because it's very long. I'm digesting it slowly but surely. Every page of this book is fantastic storytelling. There are chapters where it's nothing but a standalone story. And all these stories weaved in together create this bigger, better, and more of a story. And then you can dissect each person, each of their stories. Their past is a story. Their future is a story. So I am loving just this theme of storytelling that Aaron Morgenstern puts us through. And I I get curious about what makes good, what makes great, what makes amazing storytelling, and how that's engaging compared to all these other ways that we take in our stories, right? We engage with media in different ways and have social media give us snippets and 15-second stories and two-minute stories. And we have the audio element, the visual element, all these different things. But why choose the storytelling? Is it the words? Is it the images? Is it our own imagination? Do you visit a story from a bit of a distance, arm's length, if you will, or do you immerse yourself in it? When someone talks to you about their story, are you in it yourself or are you just a little curious? And of course, all of this can depend on the actual storytelling itself, but that leans into another question, which is, who is that storyteller for you? Are you yourself the storyteller or is it perhaps someone that you know and you look forward to their storytelling? Or maybe you avoid it altogether. You're like, oh, no, not another story, mom. But I love storytelling and my parents have always been storytellers. So this is a new found appreciation in the Starless Sea about how deep storytelling can really, really get. Now. Let's pause on that and get to the CELA homepage because our friends at the Center for Equitable Library Access give us three featured titles on the homepage. And the three that are up there right now are The Ashwald Prophecy by Pitikas Lore. This is an adventure story for you to check out. The second one is The Queer Evangelist by Sherry DeNovo, LGBTQ plus biography. And Twice a Quinceanera by Jamal Said Mendez. Contemporary Romance is the final featured title up there. We're going to get into one of these today, bringing back pause or play with our guest on AMI Audiobook Review this week. Nisreen, you're not a guest. You're around all the time. What do you want to bring up today on the podcast? Yeah, so you're stuck with me. Um, Exactly. (laughs) 
Today, audiobooks.com tweeted out a quote by R.L. Stein, and it says, quote, many adults feel that every children's book has to teach them something. My theory is that a children's book can just be fun, end quote. So I wanted to get your opinion on this because this is very interesting to me. For me, I feel like there's no way a children's book can just be fun. I feel like deep down, there has to be some type of meaning behind it. Yeah. And is that because we're impressionable as children? So we're taking in something? Or do you just think that whether or not an author says there's a lesson in there, there's going to be a lesson in there? I feel like it's how we were raised. I mean, (laughs) don't you think that the moral of the story is? (laughs) No, I feel like growing up, you know, every school, every class we had, when we were talking about books, there was always some type of meaning. And every book that you think would just be for fun, there's always a teachable moment, regardless. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it may not be up there in your face, right? Right at the forefront. But I I guess you're right. I think I look for the meaning behind everything clearly because I did a a whole deep dive into storytelling just a couple minutes ago. But it's true and maybe if the author comes out right and says, hey, it it's okay. You could just have a really fun kid book. Um, then I might relax a little on trying to find the meaning. But R.L. Stein, who's known for his Goosebumps series, killer. When I was a kid, I loved the Goosebumps series. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know if there were meaning behind those reads for me. I was definitely just in it to get scared. Mm. I, I've never read a book to get scared. <laughs> That's how we're different. You usually avoid, right? I avoid, even since I was young, always avoided those like um, the Goosebumps and, and those types of series. But yeah, it's just not, it's not me. But I I definitely think there's always a teachable moment. Hidden. No matter how deep, deep it's hidden, it's hidden. It's still there. We'll take something from it. And I guess... Potentially, that's just the adult way. It's just us as adults saying there's got to be teachable moments. Kids are so impressionable. Where's the representation? What's going on in this story? You know, are we teaching them things that we shouldn't be? Um, But as a kid, you're you're just a sponge. You're just taking it all in. So I, I agree with you still. It comes back around to there's you'll find something in the story. Now, whether or not like in the the horror series in Goosebumps, um, maybe you're taking away lessons that you shouldn't be. <laughs> it was just supposed to be for fun, guys. Mm-hmm. Don't try this at home. Do you think as a child, uh, books were a big influence in your life? I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't read as much as a child on my own. One. There was a lot of storytelling, but I didn't read. So it's hard to tell whether books were a big part of my life or people reading to me were a big part of my life. Mm. How about you? I'd say books were a big part of my life. I think um, I, I just remember all the the fun books or I thought it was fun, but I think deep down, yeah, there is a hidden meaning or a teachable moment in every book. But I, I just remember every book that was by my bed, you know? Um, mm. And it was, 
I don't know, I just had really good memories with each book. So it did make me think about throwback moments, what right. you say. So, um, yeah, I feel like it, it did influence me. And as you said, I think the people who also read to me was an influence too. So that's interesting that you brought that up. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, I mean, my parents, my mom loved the moments of being like, and the moral of the story is, yeah. at the end of the day, we learned what. And I didn't take in much of that stuff anyways, because, hey, I just wanted to read for fun. <laughs> Stick around because we have Rosina Asani joining us on the podcast. She has a recommendation for us. And like I said, pause or play around the corner. This is AMI Audiobook Review. I'm your host, Ramia Amuthan, and we are going to do a pause or play. I'm excited about this because we haven't done a pause or play in a really, really long time. So let's get into it. I'm going to give you the synopsis of one of the books that we checked out on the uh, featured list category of the Sila homepage. And then we're going to hit pause or play. This one's called Asphalt Prophecy by Peter Siu's Lore. And this is an adventure story, so let's take a look at the synopsis. Sid Chambers grew up on Earth with his human mother and barely remembers his alien father from Denza, who left on a mission when Sid was very young. After leaving Earth, Sid learned the truth of his father's disappearance on the planet Ashfall. His father had died protecting a devastating secret about the history between humans and dense fins. Sid is now faced with a choice. Free humanity from imprisonment on Earth, which will allow them to come into physical power beyond their wildest dreams, or destroy Earth so that humans never have a chance to enslave, torment, and kill other species again. It's been prophesied that Sid is destined to become a world killer, but Sid is determined to choose his own faith and knows that there must be another path forward that will honor his father's sacrifice. Okay, we're going to go around the table. The table is a bit smaller than it usually is on a pause or play. It's just going to be me and our guest of the day. Rosina, pause or play on this one. Would you check this book out or not really? I will pause. You're pausing it straight up. That's it. Is it the aliens? Yes, I'm not a science fiction story, and I, yeah, I have never read anything. Although it sounds interesting, but no, I wouldn't. Mm, okay, which part of it sounds interesting? I will push a little further. Um, to see what uh, is he going to uh, make the Earth's uh, place to live or destroy is kind of uh, scary, but yeah. Okay. But still, too science fiction huh? Yeah. You know, I, I'm on the same page. Usually I like to give a, a bit of a yin-yang perspective during these pause or plays, but unfortunately, I'm on the same page. <laughs> this one just doesn't. It doesn't pull me from a science fiction perspective. Um, and though the question of will he do it, will he not, you know, fate yes. fate, or and or destiny or your choice um, that question is always a very intriguing one, but because it's so sci-fi and because we literally use the words aliens and name some other worlds here, I 
we'll have to put this one down. Yeah. Ooh, we can only imagine that Nisreen may have pressed pressed play. And hey, yeah, maybe, probably she would. Have I was going to say, <laughs> or maybe some of our listeners. But anyways, for those of you who do want to press play, you can go to celalibrary.ca where this is one of the top uh, featured titles at the very top, Asphalt Prophecy by Peter Sius Lore. Now, the voice that you heard was from the guest of the day because we like to take this opportunity to check in with an avid audiobook listener. Uh, we like to open up the space to review, discuss, recommend, browse, conceptualize, and reminisce on audiobooks. And so we welcome Rosina Isani to the show. Rosina, it's been a while. We've been wanting to get you on the show for a, a little bit now. Yes, it's been a while. I'm, I'm very excited to be here, and uh, it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you. So we want to know you a little bit, uh, starting with what you're reading right now. Right now, I'm just finishing up the book called Love Marriage. Love Marriage, okay. It's a very interesting book. I, I don't remember the author. <laughs> uh, but it's an Indian story. The girl is from India, and um, she lives in England, and... She is having an affair with a guy from England, um, and it's a family dynamic, and it's a long book, but it's interesting. What do you consider long? Anything over 10 hours, 15 hours? Yeah, 10 hours. 10 hours. Anything over 10 hours is long. Now, is this a default kind of genre for you? Do you like this kind of family dynamic? Yes, I do. Okay. Okay, that's really awesome because then we think about the book club. So this is how you and I have, uh, our paths have crossed in many ways, but one of this in the audiobook community being the evening book club with Amir Khan. And um, that monthly book club doesn't always, uh, we don't always go with the default, you know, comfort zone books of our own choices, right? We we go with whatever is chosen. Um, And there has been some sci-fi. Did you read any yes. of the sci-fi? Did you read Ender's Game when we went through that? No, no. Oh, you put it down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rosina. Yeah, sci-fi book, I, I don't know. I, I, because I didn't grow up in uh, North America or Western culture, so this is kind of new to me, so it like goes over my head, so I just don't read those kind of books. Right. Understandable. So d- <laughs> what do you enjoy about being part of the book club, though? Uh, just to get more information and what people are reading and uh, social aspects. And some books that we picked are very good too. So, mm-hmm. But you will t- still choose at the end of the day whether you're going to read a book or not. That's right, yeah. Based on the recommendation. Yeah. Okay. But I always wait for Amri's email and what he suggests for the month. And I say, oh, okay, I like it. Or if I don't, then... <laughs> <laughs> you know, you sound to me like someone who's read a lot, very well read, and knows what you like. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what are you reading? I also like to read lots of magazines and uh, uh, because it also gives me a aspect because as a visually impaired person, you know, I don't see what the style is. So if I listen to Chatelaine magazine, then we know what, what the false style is to right. for clothing and decorating the house and Canadian living to see what kind of food to prepare in 30 minutes and stuff like that. So I also read lots of magazines as well. From an informational perspective, yeah. you enjoy it as well. Mm-hmm. Now, would you call that pleasure reading or do you put that in more of research? Uh, pleasure and research, I would say, because sometimes you uh, you find out what's, what's good and how to do things which we 
And so visually impaired, we might miss that. So I like it. Mm-hmm. Especially with the fashion stuff. Anything aesthetic, anything looks-wise. Uh, you know, there's so many ways to go about that. Oh, get on TikTok and uh, look at how other people are decorating their living rooms. But it's not always accessible. So when you read it, it's down there in print for you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you do have a recommendation for uh, us. But before we get there, one last probing question. Do you have a season that you find your favorite season to read? Uh, winter is a good time that I read because it's like, you know, no nowhere to go and it's quiet and all the activities, no cycling, no sailing, nothing, <laughs> right? Right. So winter, I like to read. Uh, and usually I read um, every day about an hour or hour and a half when I'm having my breakfast or when I'm having my dinner because I live alone so I can listen while I'm doing eating my food or cleaning the house. Yeah. Mm. Winter's a cozy time too. You feel like you yeah. can really get away uh, from reality because it's so easy. Like you said, you're just kind of in your house. It's dark all the time. And so you can really get into wrapped up in the content in the stories uh, because there's not much else distracting you that's right yeah because in other times of the year i find um you get into books while you're on transit right while you're in the midst of commuting or getting from one place to another and and you pick up a book so that that piece of time you can read but in the winter i do find there's so many more hours where i dedicate to listening to a nice audiobook that's right. Yeah, lovely. With nice hot chocolates or a coffee. Set the mood, right? Yeah. <laughs> a fake fireplace because you live in an yeah. apartment. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, you have a recommendation for our audience. This is, would you say, one of your favorite books or why did you pick this one? I like it because it's very inspira- inspiration because I, um, I read many books, but I have read this book three years ago, but it's still in my mind because it also relates to disability and visually impaired and the struggle she went through as a child. She she was a juvenile diabetic and she developed a um, eye disease and then she became blind. But she still her passion, she was a doctor and how she take a mobility lessons and. So yeah, I kind of relate to it. So that's why I really, really enjoy that book. And it's also happened in Toronto. She's grown up in Toronto and then she went to Queen's University in Montreal. So kind of, you know, it's similar, like it's home. Right. So this is the author, Jane Paulson, who wrote the book, The Doctor Will Not See You Now, which is a really engaging title. Um, And so did you say she's coming from the perspective of having been a doctor herself? Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah, she she was juvenile diabetic, but then when she became a doctor, in few years later, she became blind because of the diabetes, right? And at that time, she has to learn how to how to navigate in the in Montreal and how to use the cane and how to. Uh, she was so good in hospital, and then now she has to navigate with the cane, and so it's really really uh, fascinating that. She had struggled since her childhood and till the end she was uh, very brave and strong And uh, because she, after she became a doctor, she developed a cancer and, you know, so it's really, really good book. Hmm. Now, did this book find you or did you just come across it? Did Was it a recommendation? I got a recommendation from um, one of the CCB uh, reader, uh, Kim Kilpatrick. Yes, and I had really him on the show. 
And uh, and you went from there. And I'm sure since then, you know, three years ago, you had recommended this book yeah. to others as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I recommended it to a few people who were originally in bed and they also loved it. Now, how did the author tell her story? Was it the classic memoir uh, style and technique, you know, walking you through from her childhood and earlier days to present? Or was there kind of a theme throughout the book that she kept bringing back? Um, no, it was from the childhood to universities, become a doctor. Uh, she passed away in 2001. Uh, and... Um, yeah, it's a really, uh, and she had a sense of humor too because she said, oh, I have to learn how to measure uh, milk and, you know, maybe I hire somebody because I make so much money as a doctor. Why would I have to learn how to pour coffee and put my finger there, you know? <laughs> so it's kind of, it has a humor in it too. And uh, yeah. You know, there's um, a lot of reasons why people might say, I don't want to write a book about my life, right? And I I mean, you could think of this as anybody and everybody, or you could think the last time you thought, man, this person should really write a book. And that person may retort, why would I write a book about my journey when there's so many others who uh, have so many things to say, right? But all these little things that you're pointing out, you know, her sense of humor, the different things that she highlights, like, why do I need to learn how to pour coffee anyways forget it i'm too rich for this this kind of thing um it touches you in in different ways right you can relate the relatability and the empathy uh you can't necessarily know how and when that will come to you and who will bring it to you that's right even when she was uh going for a prom and she didn't have anybody to dance with because you know and then she she went with her younger brother and so it's kind of uh she explains everything and and do you relate to it like as a person with disability sometimes dating is hard but Mm. you know she was able to get married and yeah and um I think, too, it's very, very personal and intimate, right, Rosina? Because you know as a person with a disability, okay, there's going to be relatability overall in this book from one person to another. Um, But all these different stages in life, like prom or something else, and also when you lost your vision versus when this person may have lost their vision, were they born with it? Were you born with it? Did you guys go down the same career trajectory? Uh, You know, were there injuries? Like, did she fall down the stairs and bump her knee? And that's something that you can relate to. You know, all these different things. Uh, I remember reading Victoria Nolan's memoir as part of our book club, which was also another... That was a fantastic read, right? That one you read, I'm hoping. Yes, I did. Okay, good. <laughs> that was that was a fantastic read because she, I, I could not relate to her on an athletic level at all. You know, there, there can't remember the last time I decided I was going to pick up and just start working out for the sake of becoming an athlete. But there were so many other things. Like she said, she was going running one day and she bashed her head into this um, fence. Yeah. And not only did she bash her head in because she couldn't see it, which all of us can relate to if you have low vision, but also that she came home and somebody else had to point out that she was bleeding. She didn't even bleeding. realize she was bleeding until her mom or her husband was like, what the heck did you do? Do, yeah. Right? And and we can re- I can relate to that on so many occasions, um, coming home and my mom being like, where did you fall? And I'm like, how does she know I fell? Or what happened to your eyebrows? Because I thought that I'd done my eyebrows correctly. And she's like, you... you took off half your eyebrows, dude. Yes. 
what, what happened? Yeah, and even this book, uh, the doctor will not see you. Like she was diabetic, and she was a young kid, and she has to put insulin. And but she also likes to drink pops and juices, and now she can't do that, and she didn't understand why she has to do that. Mm. So it's really, really good book. I recommend to everybody to read this. The the struggles of changing your lifestyle because of medical conditions and reasons is so difficult and so many of us can relate to that as well yes that's amazing uh so this is the doctor will not see you now by jane paulson recommendation from you rosina this is amazing i'm so happy that we got to talk about this book and just chat with you in general uh is there anything else you want to quickly shout out a, a recent read or a book or an author before we go no, I really, uh, one thing I like to, I, every Saturday I watch this show and I really enjoy that because uh, nothing is done for the audiobook reader and you are doing an amazing job. So I really, every Saturday I look forward, oh, what book she's going to recommend or what book we are going to talk about. So, Aww. yeah. I'm flattered. Thank you so much. Well, it's guests like you, you know, everyday listeners of audiobooks who join us and give us fantastic recommendations and insight behind those recommendations. So we really appreciate you guys on the show. Thank you so much, Rosina. Thank you. Rosina Asani joining us on this week's episode of AMI Audiobook Review. Check us out on your favorite podcast platforms. Lots of great episodes uh, from previous weeks that you can listen to. And until next week when we put out a brand new episode, happy audiobook listening. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.